0: Kevin, Kevin, Kevin! Oh, yeah, that's right, Kevin's not here. Uh, hey everybody, uh, this is Vern, and welcome to Kevern, but without Kevin. Uh, Kevin, Kevin and myself are both, uh, super, super, super busy right now. Uh, I have had a crazy busy September, Uh, And it seems as though Kevin has as well. And we are both hard at work on individual secret projects for October. Um, By the time this episode comes out, you'll have known what my secret project is. Uh, I don't know what kevin's well i do know what kevin's secret project is because i'm a part of it uh but i don't know if he wants that out in the world so i won't say what it is that he's working on but we've both been super 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 busy um scheduling the other show that we do together movies for babies with justin uh that's been kind of difficult uh this month uh but with him being busy and with myself being busy we realized that it was going to be hard we were going to have a hard time making kevern work for this month and so what we ended up deciding to do was doing two individual episodes uh so this episode will be vern and i don't know what order they'll come out in but the other episode for October will be Kev. Uh, so you'll get Kev Vern, but not Kevin and Vern at the same time. So, uh, if you listen to Kev Vern and you hear me talk and you think, oh my god, I can't stand this guy. Uh, I wish he would shut up. This won't be an episode for you. Listen to Kevin's episode. And also, um, if this is your first time listening to Cavern, uh, don't listen to this one, because this one's going to be way different from what we normally do. This one's going to be, uh, a weird, 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 weird one, I guess. Uh, so, don't listen to this one. Listen to... You hear that loud car outside? Um, that is... It's 3.31 in the morning right now in Salt Lake City, Utah, and, uh... Got cars driving around like that, you know. You can never escape the Midwest. (laughs) You can never escape small town Illinois, or small town Missouri. Um, I got completely distracted by that car. Um, but yeah, if this is your first time ever listening to a cavern, don't listen to this one. Uh, Turn it off right now. Listen to um, I don't know, Boner Origins, or listen to um, Friend Cloud, or I don't know. Listen to uh, any of them, but don't listen to this one. Alright, and so uh by virtue of it being three thirty one in the morning and by virtue of it being a a, a just the Vern special of Kevern, uh this is gonna be a it's gonna be a more chill episode, a more relaxed, cool, calm, whatever episode. So uh because we're doing things different, um let's get some uh let's get some BMG in here. Uh, or no, BGM, excuse me. Let's get some BGM in here. Ooh, yeah, do you like that? That's nice. Uh, if I decide to go with the route, I'm thinking you're going to be hearing the sounds of Rio by Michael Nesmith at this time. Uh, maybe one of my favorite songs. (laughs) I discovered it somewhat recently and, uh. I don't know, man. Just the more and more I listen to it, the more it speaks to inner truth. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're flying solo. A um, lot more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I talk a whole lot, and I thought being able to do a solo Kevin would be super easy. But, you know, it's not. You know, Kevin is a very gifted performer. Kevin's just very gifted in general. Um... But he's really great at like doing things like this. Kevin really knows structure, and like this is gonna sound like, and you know, like I'm dissing him or not or something, and I'm not. But he, he knows like a form, He knows formula. Uh, he's a he's a great host, uh, and I'm not. And I'm not saying this for sympathy. I'm just I'm just not. Kevin knows how to uh, win over a crowd immediately and uh, kind of introduce him. Kevin. has a good job of conveying with his words and with his persona like what the thing is he's doing is. And so in a way that the audience understands it. And that's uh, always been something that I've really admired about Kevin. Also been something that I've been kind of jealous of. Uh, Kevin just knows how to work a crowd. Kevin, uh, you know, I really enjoy working with Kevin. Uh, Kevin and I butt heads We've only butt heads a little bit. Um, There's been maybe two things that we've really had completely opposite opinions of the thing we're working on uh, together. There's only been two things that I can think of that, like, I thought he was dead wrong and he thought I was dead wrong. I guess maybe by virtue of the fact that we don't normally butt heads, that makes the times when we butt heads, like, ...even more, like, fierce and intense or something. Um, But also, like, Kevin really knows his vision. Uh, And I think, and I, I could be speaking out of line here... ...but I feel like Kevin, like, really understands his vision... ...and can really eloquently, like, put it into words. Whereas, I know my vision... And I have an understanding of it, but I have a really hard time translating it. I have a really hard time just getting it from one space in my head to, uh, to my lips. Um, and so, like, the times that Kevin and I have, like, butted heads on ideas, it's, it's been very frustrating for both of us, but I'm sure it's frustrating for him because he can, like, eloquently describe what he's thinking of and why he's thinking that. And I have a hard time, so I'm just like, ah. and you know, very, very frustrating for him, I'm sure. And so, like, he can give me a carefully contemplated response as to why he's thinking the way he's thinking, and all I can say is, "No, that's bad," <laughs> or "No, that's wrong," and I and I feel bad, um, and I feel, I mean, I feel like sometimes because of that, like, I can't pull my weight as a uh, as a creative partner or whatever. Um, and then maybe it seems like I don't care, or I'm being bullheaded or ignorant, and it's not that, it's that I do care, it's just, I have a hard time expressing how I care. Um, but it's, it's really nice is working with Kevin, and it's really nice doing this show, Kevin, um, it's not much, and, you know, it's, it's a podcast where two people are talking to each other, which there's a, you know, a glut of, um, but, I don't know, uh. It's Kevin and I talking is ironing, sharpening, ironing, iron, sharpening, iron, or maybe like iron sharpening copper or something. Him being the iron, me being the lesser uh, metal. Um, I don't know. He he inspires lots of good ideas and everything. And sometimes, like, I really struggle because I feel like I can't keep up with them, uh, Kevin said, like, I think it was in a movies for babies, where he was talking about, like, his improv skills having atrophied, or whatever. And, uh, if, I, if... If that is true, and they have atrophied, and he's working on, like, the minimum version of his improv skills, the minimum version... The minimum version of his improv skills are still better than, uh, most people's at uh, their heightened. Because, like... I don't know, I come into these caverns with, like, I want to tell this story, or I want to talk about this. And the whole premise of the show is that, like, we'd come in, and we'd lay down a groundwork, and we would just do bits about it. Um, Things like, I'll start talking about a dumb friend that I had in grade school, and then it will turn into a JRPG about Jim Belushi, or whatever. Uh, And Kevin's really good at, like, doing that, you know, spinning, you know, just, like, a yarn into, you know, gold or whatever and turning just kind of some boring story from my childhood into, like, a good bit. And I really struggle with that. And it's not something I used to struggle with, but, like, and I don't want to get too heady here or whatever, but, like, uh, as time's gone on or whatever, like, I don't think in terms of bits as much anymore. Like, Obviously, I still like comedy, and obviously, I still like telling jokes, but, uh, whenever I I look at something and I wonder why, I genuinely, sincerely ponder why, and my brain doesn't go into, like, what's this because, uh," you know, and then do some stupid bit. And so, like, we were talking, I was talking about, like, we were talking, I was talking about, uh you Know, not feeling like I pull my own weight sometimes or whatever, and that's and that's part of it. Like, uh, Kevin is very funny, uh, and he can turn like dumb stories I have into funny bits. Uh, but I'm just like, but 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 the story I had <laughs> for real though, why 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 was this kid that I went to grade school with dumb? <laughs> and that's something I'm working on. Uh, I hope, uh I hope that if y'all listen to Kevin, uh, you don't get too frustrated with me and be like, Vern, just do jokes, come on. And so much of my, like, quote-unquote improv and rapport with Kevin is just me like, yes, yes, absolutely, yes, and laughing. <laughs> and uh, I need to remember it's Vern, it's yes and. Like, you say yes and then you add something, not just... <laughs> I got so hooked on like positive affirmations that I uh, I forgot to you know, that I could add my own things in there, but it's all cool. It's all good. Like I said, iron sharpening iron, or iron sharpening, sharpening copper, iron shop sharpening aluminum. I keep saying I want to say sharpening, sharpening. I'm from Boston, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, Kevin is a, a good. Um, Launch pad. Not a launch pad. I don't know, he's good to, like, bounce ideas off of, but uh, by virtue of bouncing ideas off of him, I realize that he is a, uh, He is a... He's a target, you know, way, way, way up. Uh. It's, um, that scene in The Shining where Jack is throwing the tennis ball at the wall, and he keeps throwing, like, the tennis ball at the high part of the wall, uh, and it comes back... The tennis ball comes back at me really, really fast. And... Uh, I feel like a lot of times I can only throw so high, and so I miss the target of Kevin, uh, and so I can't be as funny, but I try. And, not that I don't think I am funny, uh, obviously I think I have a high opinion of myself, I've got a dumb joke account on <laughs> Facebook, uh, I'm attached to a dumb Twitter account, uh, with a bunch of dumb jokes, uh, obviously I think I'm funny, but, uh. Sometimes I don't think I'm conversationally funny anymore. <laughs> uh, so this will be kind of typical of a cavern in that uh, I'm psychoanalyzing myself. <laughs> it's just Kevin's not here to also psychoanalyze himself. Um, but no, it's uh, it's it's cool doing cavern with Kevin, you know, and uh, I look forward to other projects with Kevin. Uh, at some point, we do want to do a second season of Doom to You, and we want to do a Puffin movie, and all, you know, like, Kevin is one of those people that, like, Wes Anderson always uses Bill Murray and, uh, what's his name? Oh my god. Uh, Bill Murray and... Norman Osborn from Spider-Man Through Three. That's gonna drive me crazy. I can't. Willem Dafoe, Kevin. Uh, Will, uh, Wes Anderson always uses Wes Anderson and Willem Dafoe and Tilda Swinton and Owen Wilson and all these people. And like, I always want Kevin to be one of those people for me. Uh, I don't know that he's gonna be my Bill Murray, uh, but he's always. You know, he's going to be like. I always want him to be like that Willem Dafoe or that Owen Wilson or that Adrian Brody or whatever. Um, I just always want to work with him. And I always, even if he's not the Bill Murray, I want him attached to the things I work on anyway. Um, And it's cool having a friend like that. It's cool having someone uh, that I can, you know, that I know is game to, like, participate in projects and will make them better and... That I'm, like, so close with and have a good friendship with. Um, I didn't necessarily intend for this to be uh, just a whole episode of Second Kevin's Dick, but here we are, you know? Uh, (laughs) uh, So, let me... let's talk about my setting currently. Um, So, as I said earlier, I'm in Salt Lake... Uh, and kayfabe in Kevin. I'm still in Seattle because it's from one coast to the next, or from one coast to the other, or whatever it is. Um, but I'm in Salt Lake City. It's 3:45 uh, now. Um, it may not seem like it because earlier I said 3:31, and I'm sure I'm going to cut things between them then and now. So, like, if you time it from then, the 3:31 I said to three, the 3:45 I just said they won't match up, but whatever, um, <laughs> but it's uh, 345, it's in Salt Lake City, um, I've got my, uh, we've got a guest bedroom here, which is primarily just like where I've got my computer, and where I've got like my green screen, and and my, you know, just uh, my clothes are in here, because there's a second closet, and we might, you know, it's easier to have divvy our belongings amongst the two things it's a guest bedroom when we have guests but when we don't have guests it's an office and it's really cool to have but uh i'm in here and i've got these uh uh, color changing led light bulbs and this uh little projector it's a halloween light projector for interior and exteriors but i keep it inside and it displays this cool wave pattern and uh I've gotten really, 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 really into, uh, oh, there's that loud car again. Uh, I've gotten really, really into, uh, on weekends, on my weekends, uh, usually I'll get home from work whenever I do. (laughs) Uh, never whenever I'm scheduled to get off work. Um, but I'll get off work and on the weekends, that first day of that weekend, I'll take a nap, or whenever I get home that evening, I'll take a nap, and then I'll, I'll stay up super late on a... Whenever my weekend starts, whether it's Friday night or Saturday night or whenever. And I'll stay up super late and uh, work on videos or work on puffin' or or write uh, or whatever it might be. And let me tell y'all, like, I've really, 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 really fallen in love with, uh, with doing that. I've really, really, really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed this, like grooving putting these like cool lights on right now they're on uh what setting are they on this is riveting podcasting right here they are on ocean setting uh and so there's a dark blue a light blue and like a like a not a very deep purple i uh like a i don't know what color purple that is i'm not a color grader. i don't know what i'm talking about they cycle between those three colors um it's, I don't know, provides this nice little dreamy atmosphere and everything. What, and I, I, can, I, I can change the light depending on, like, what my mood is or what I'm feeling. Uh, but a lot lately it's been, like, there's ocean and there's another one called it's Deep Blue. Which is just, like, ocean times two. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, I don't know, it provides this nice, cool, little, dreamy atmosphere, relaxing atmosphere. And I've really, 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 really loved coming here and staying up until three in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning with my lights on and listening to relaxing, groovy music, like whatever it is I'm playing in the background right now. It's been a long time since Rio by Michael Nesmith. And I'm working on things. And it's been really cool because for the longest time, honestly, like, I kind of lost my passion for just the little dumb things I had done. You know, like, Vernio on YouTube used to be a thing. I used to make videos for that all the time. And then, like, time was a thing, you know, finding time to do things. But also, like, film school uh, was was a big detriment to Vernio and me making things because uh, there's a lot of people who would like make fun of the things I was doing because they weren't great. But like also, of course they weren't great. Um, I don't know. I have this thing in me where like, this is like, I don't know, hitting render or hitting export just feels so good to me. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, that's a high that I chase all the time, but there's, there's a long time where I wasn't making things and I was working pet turtles was a big part of it too I was working on pet turtles but I didn't realize going into pet turtles how much of my brain space and physical strength and emotional strength and all that uh working on a movie would uh, entail I knew it was going to take a lot I went into it knowing like this is going to be hard work but I didn't realize the extent of it. This is a whole other story. and I don't want to talk about pet turtles on Cavern. At least not right now. Um, <laughs> check out my vlogs uh, if you want to hear about uh, pet turtles. Anyway, like I haven't made things in a long, 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 long time. Uh, but, like, over the past couple months, like, I've really fallen in love with it again. It's been so much... It's so nice just, like working on things this secret project i'm working on right now that you'll already know by the time it uh, goes up like that's something i've kind of had in the back of my mind for years now and kind of joked about doing and everything but i finally did it this year and it feels awesome and all these little dumb little promos i do for cavern and for uh, puffin it's so much fun uh and i don't know it's a the, the week of work is worth it for, like, my Friday night or my Saturday night where I stay up until the crack of dawn listening to a synth wave with cool lights on it. um, It's really, 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 really nice. And, uh, I don't know. I, I hope you guys enjoy the things we make because we enjoy making them. And, you know, we're going to make them regardless. But, uh... You know, it's just—it's you know—it's just nice doing it, and uh, we hope it brings you much as much jo- as much joy as it brings us. I mean, I can't speak for Kevin, but I'm sure it brings him joy, uh, despite the stress. Like creating things does create. Creating things creates a lot of things, including stress. Uh, how's that for a million-dollar slogan? Uh, creating things creates things. Uh, <laughs> it's something. Sometimes, I go back and forth on it, because sometimes I do get hung up that, like, I'll make things that I'm really proud of, uh, and I'll get hung up on, or get put out at the fact that, like, the things I make don't have a lot of views, or they don't have a lot of reactions, or likes, or whatever it might be. And sometimes I get put out at that, because, unless I'm just... So, so 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 far far gone mentally more so than I thought uh, unless I'm so just out of touch with the rest of society like I think I think our stuff's good like I think the stuff that we make is good um I think there's a lot of like post-production drama and post-production stress attached to doom to you that makes me it makes it harder for me to see doom to you I, you know what I mean like I see Doom to you but I see a lot of the stuff attached to it. Um, for me, uh, personally. Um, but, like, despite all that, like, Doom to You is really good. And, uh, I'll admit that Puffin's not for, for everybody. Um, but, you know, there's so many things that aren't for anybody <laughs> that do, do well. Uh, and sometimes I get hung up on, on that, like... There's, you know, I'll, would there be a sketch in a puffin that I think is so funny and I want the whole world to hear it and, you know, no one does. Or uh, I'll post a a joke online and I'll think, like, it's a joke that, like, I'm so excited about. It's been making me laugh all dang day, but, like, you know, nothing happens to it or whatever. And sometimes that's, you know, that's upsetting, especially considering uh, how much I think about them, you know, not... Think about them in terms of creating them of just how much I think about them, like how much I enjoy them, um, and so it's upsetting when there's that disconnect between like how high we appraise the value of our art versus how low it gets appraised sometimes. Um, obviously, there's not enough of a, a bummer there to that uh, that we stop doing it, um, and le- and the the time in my life in which I was not making art was not uh because uh people weren't enjoying it is it because i wasn't enjoying it um but i also realized too that like uh at a certain point i realized that like i'm the audience for a lot of stuff i make there's so much stuff that i make that like that i have made because the thing I was looking for was not there, or I could not find, if that makes any sense at all. Um, I said I didn't want to talk about Pet Turtles, but we're going to talk about Pet Turtles for a second. Like, so Pet Turtles, you know, it's, it's a movie about loss, and about coping with a loss, and about grieving, and all that stuff. And whenever uh, the loss in my life happened that inspired Pet Turtles uh, did happen... Uh, the thing that made it so hard was just like how alone I felt in it. Um, the circumstances of uh, that loss were so unique, I thought. And no one I knew, like, could relate and I'd tell people about, like, what had happened. And they'd just be like, oh my god, I've never heard of anything. You know what I mean? Like, they would never say, I've never heard of anything like that. But, you know, they were at a loss for words. They didn't know what to say. It's not, it wasn't the same as, like grandma got sick you know what i mean it was something very sudden and very tragic and i don't want to i'm getting way too into that but anyway um part of what m- made that so hard was like how alone i felt in it and i was constantly like looking for something that like would scratch that itch for me you know what i mean like something that i could watch or read or whatever and like would make me understand it more and i didn't find anything and at a certain point i just kind of realized like if i want comfort from this and if i if i want comfort from this ordeal in the form of media i'm going to have to create it myself um and that's a part of the you know the onus and the uh the jumping off point for pet turtles and pet turtles is like the biggest example of that, um, of, like, me going out of my way to create something, be, create something that I have a need for. Um, I mean, there's other things like that, most certainly. Uh, a lot of the stuff I do on Puffin, and a lot of the stuff I do on, I did on Vernio, was that same thing where I was like, this is the kind of comedy I really enjoy, but I can't find it anywhere. And so I would create it myself, I really struggled during um, that, uh, I don't know, like, of, of that year that we recorded Puffin. There was, like, four months, five months, six months where I was really struggling because I was doing comedy on Puffin that was scratching an itch. It was comedy that I was looking for, but I could not find elsewhere. There was a s- certain sense of humor that just wasn't wasn't I wasn't hearing and there was a certain like level of comedy there wasn't laughing as much. And during that two months, three months, four months, or whatever, uh, however long it was during uh recording of Puffin, I discovered Hollywood Handbook and Hollywood Handbook, the podcast, scratched that itch for me. And so there was a long time we're working on Puffin where I was just like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this and I didn't have any ideas and I didn't feel inspired. And it was because like I was finally getting that fix from somewhere else. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, uh, so much of the art, and eventually, you know, I found something that I wasn't quite. I couldn't find in Hollywood Handbook, and I found that, and I was able to do that on InPuff. And, um, but so much of the the things I make are are like that, where I realize that like. Fast food's not going to do it. I need a real meal. I need to sit down and prepare a meal. Uh, Not, you know, calling the jokes I post on Varnio or whatever. (laughs) Not calling those, you know, a meal. But, like, I don't know, there's just a certain thing I look for and I can't find it. So, I, I, you know, I make it myself. And so, like, whenever I get discouraged about... You know the disconnect between how high i appraise something and how low it gets viewed or reacted to or whatever um i do have to realize and remember like Vern, you're making it for yourself you are your audience so uh you've you've won the your target demo <laughs> you have to remember that your target demo is one person. <laughs> and all this extra, uh, all these extra views and reactions and downloads or whatever, uh, those are, those are, that's splash damage. <laughs> that's the ripple effect. Like, ah, oh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> this is a bad metaphor. Also, I keep hitting the desk and hitting my chair and all this stuff. So I apologize for all the pops and bangs and all this stuff that you hear in the background. Um, but, you know, this is a bad metaphor, but I, I gotta realize that, like, whenever I'm creating art or whatever, I'm I'm throwing a grenade at myself. <laughs> and all the people, uh, that I, all the likes and downloads and everything, that's because there was a handful of people around me. Uh, and I gotta remember that, but, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, regardless, you know, even if I'm... 80 years old, not that any of us are going to live to 80, uh, <laughs> not in this world, um, not in this, uh, state of affairs, um, but even if I'm 80 years old and I'm still, like, telling jokes online and making podcasts and making videos that get two and three likes and two or three views or whatever, like, I'm going to keep doing it because it's the stuff that, like, I need, you know, and it's the stuff that feels good to me, it's the stuff that I pursue, um it's, uh, it's a, uh, keeping with that, like, food metaphor, you know, me preparing a meal versus going out for fast food, like, I need to eat, (laughs) so I'm gonna keep preparing food, and, uh, you know, at a certain point, uh, people grow out of wanting to eat ramen noodles, but that's, that's what I have a taste for, I don't know, um, there's this, uh, Thai food place called, uh, what is it, Siam Orchid, and man, it was two months ago, I can't remember when, but like, I went and got it, and it's like, the food is totally okay, it's totally okay Pad Thai, and it's totally okay Orange Chicken, but I got it on a weekend, and I ate it, and it's always way too much food, and I ate it in one sitting, (laughs) and, but I just had this feeling
1: of like, I can rest, the weekend's here, it's over.
0: And, uh, I had some Siam orchid before I, uh, before I got home from work, or as soon as I got home from work, before I took my nap, uh, so I could stay up until 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, whatever, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a thing, it's like, Siam orchid ain't great, and it's, uh, it's not for everybody, uh, but it's, it's the, it's the dish that I needed, and uh that's what my own dumb jokes and my own dumb videos and all that stuff are for me. It's it's not a dish for everybody, but it's a dish that I think tastes best. And uh yeah. <laughs> I uh can't really think of anything else to say. The uh the problem with doing this was like uh I didn't come in with a game plan. <laughs> I had a I had a few ideas earlier, like Man, if I had an audio device with me yesterday, whenever I was at work at 11 or 10 a.m. or whatever, like you would have gotten a whole big, long, very energetic, very exciting, very pumped-up episode about uh, the time I mailed a cheeseburger to somebody. I was really feeling that story. But, uh, you know, at uh, at 4 in the morning, it's 4.04 now, at four oh four, not feeling that same uh ten AM energy, uh, and not feeling telling a story about me being a shithead. Just, <laughs> you know, a nice, chill, relaxing episode of Cavern, where uh I talk about my own personal issues or whatever. Uh is this is is this ASMR? Is is this ASMR? Is me talking like obviously like there's so many ASMR videos on YouTube. There's just so many, uh, but there's so many ASMR videos that are just like people
1: talking like this, and they'll like they'll pick up these batteries that they have the batteries for their audio device that they took out right before they start recording the old batteries. And they'll take the batteries and like. And they'll hit them in the microphone like that. And they'll take the two positive ends of the batteries and they'll go. But then they'll take the sides of the batteries and they'll go. And then they'll take the two negative ends of the batteries and they'll go. And then they'll put the batteries down on the table. But they'll put the batteries down on the table next to the microphone. And they'll roll them like that oh my god and they'll drop them on their lap and then they'll find something else they'll find the uh the card reader that they plug into the usb port of their laptop and they'll take the usb portion out of it like that and they'll put it right back in and they'll do that back and forth because they'll realize there's not much you can do with a uh, with a card reader that you plug into your laptop. And then they'll they'll click click, click on it with their nails. It kind of sounds like a it kind of sounds like a keyboard or a typewriter, but it's not. It's a card reader. Is is this ASMR? Is this, oh, I forgot to put it down near the microphone. There we go. Is this ASMR? off of the... uh... stuff near the microphone, and then they'll put it down near the microphone. There we go. And then they'll spray the glasses. <laughs> they'll, sp- they'll spray the lenses of their glasses with their eyeglass cleaner right into the microphone. And then they'll put the cl- cleaner right down next to the microphone.
0: That is most definitely going to be the promo for this episode. <laughs> uh, I just cleaned them. <laughs> I just cleaned my glasses uh, on a podcast. That was uh, the big main event. After 40 minutes of talking about art and my relationship with Kevin... ...and all this stuff... Uh, I ...that all led up to... ...me cleaning my glasses... ...on a podcast... <laughs> ...but you know... ...I just had to know... ...if this was ASMR... ...I just had to know... ...um... ...that, uh, that card reader... ...that I was... ...that I was... Uh, ...doing ASMR with... ...my friend Forrest Wharton... ...got me that... ...and... Uh, ...I... ...I appreciate him doing that for me well i mean i think i i mean i gave him the money but he picked it up for me um and i appreciate him doing that um forrest is a good friend um forrest is one of my best friends i don't like using the term best friend because if you say like if you say person a is your best friend but you're also really close friends with person b and person B overhears you say that person A is your best friend. And person B thought you were their best friend. That could bow them out. So I try not to use the term best friend for one exclusive person. But... if yeah, There's a handful of people in my life that I consider my best friends. And Forrest J. Wharton is one of them. Kevin, who I do this show, is one of them. My wife is another one of them. Uh... I don't know. It's good to have people like Forrest and Kevin and my wife in my life because uh, they're all good people. And there's not enough good people in the world right now. Or at least the, the voices of the good people are are squashed out by the volumes of the, the bad people. And so, I don't know. It's nice that My friend Forrest picked up this card reader for me because uh, Forrest is one of my creative partners and uh, whenever I film something or record something or whatever I have to use this this card reader to get the audio or get the video or whatever that I recorded onto my computer and I don't know, in a way it's like I'm always collaborating with Forrest because I'm using this card reader he picked up for me. And that's cool. I'm talking to Forrest tomorrow. Um, I'm going to tell him that he's my friend and that he means a lot to me. And, uh, I guess I started out this podcast talking about Kevin and talking about, like, how important he is for me. And I hope Kevin picked up that, uh, that he means a lot to me by me talking about him. But I'm going to leave you all with this uh, at the end of this Kevin Uh if you've got someone in your life that means a lot to you, um, whether it be in a platonic way or romantic way or whatever, um, and whether you've told them before or not that they mean a lot to you, tell them that they mean a lot to you because, um, it's good to hear. And it's, uh, it's nice to know that, you know, it's nice to know that you're important in someone's life, I guess. And, uh, and Kevin and Forrest and my wife and so many other people are so important to me and where I am. I'm excited because November's coming up and I'll, I'll get a chance to let these people know again how much they mean to me. But that's another story for another time. So, yeah, tell someone how much they uh, tell so much how much tell someone how much they mean to you, how much you appreciate them. <laughs> if you want to, you can. Leave a five star review. (laughs) Where five star review for Kevin and Puffin, where it's like,
1: Mom, I just wanted to let you know that I always appreciate you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you know, you go to uh, that girl you've been thinking about for a long time, and you're like, I want to tell her I love her one of these days. And you finally like, Hey, I've got something I'm meaning to tell you. Go into into iTunes and look up the reviews for Puffin Publishing Podcast, and there you'll find what I've been meaning to say for this whole time. And My God, you feel the same? Oh, my God, I wrote it in the Kevin... I I posted my thoughts about you in the Kevin's iTunes reviews as well. Uh, And, man, if two people fell in love and got married or became partnered (laughs) over the reviews of this uh, show... You know, I'll have succeeded as an artist. Anyway, it's been a weird cavern. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Uh, And uh, (laughs) tell someone how much you think about them, and uh, take care of yourself. Peace.